0: Hey, founders and entrepreneurs and business owners. Today, I wanna talk a little bit about the concept of luck in business. Uh, We have an interesting relationship with luck. Uh, Something, uh, when something goes well, we use it almost as a self-effacing way of distancing ourselves. We say something like we have a lucky break. Um, When things go badly, we use it to to distance ourselves from that event, like it's just bad luck. And when we're pushing outside norms uh, or or breaking through those, we say we're pushing our luck. And according to uh, Webster, the definition of luck is luck is a force that brings good fortune or adversity. Um, so how do we deal with the force of luck in business? Wow, that was lucky, or was it? Why do I only use covered bottles in the studio? It isn't lucky that I didn't spill water all over, but we can take that. Is, is it because I did spill water all over everything or is it because at some point I realized that, that it was possible in the environment that I work in that I might spill coffee or water or something all over the electronic equipment that I have, whether it's my laptop or my camera equipment. So I wanna talk about how we incorporate that kind of luck into business and hopefully actually stop using the term luck at all. It's time to roll up our sleeves and get to work. I'm Steven Krause, and this is Up and to the Right, the no-nonsense livestream, where we take your passion and blend it with proven business principles and practical action. This isn't about buzzwords or short-term trends. This is about taking those proven principles and applying them in a unique way to help you create solutions for the real world that suit your business and your personality. This is episode 39. Wow, that was lucky. And we are going to talk about concepts related to planning and preparedness and ownership. Kind of, uh, instead of, releasing something to the power of luck. We want to own it and bring it back. Not so that it's necessarily under our control. I don't want to to provide that kind of, I think there's a false sense of, of security there. There's a lot in the environmental or environment and economy or economics of business that is outside of our personal control. And, but we need to also own how we respond to that. So luck Right? What a lucky break. Beginner's luck. You're in luck. Uh luck of the draw. As luck would have it, you're pushing your luck. Better luck next time. That's eh, just my luck. Tough luck. No such luck. You know, there's there's we have a lot of phrases that we use surrounding this idea of luck. And uh, you know, in, in, in look in popular culture, luck is not a factor a uh, great quote from the abyss. Um, and it's actually part of a quote from the director of the abyss uh, that is uh, I probably won't get it right, but it's like, luck is not a factor. Hope is not a strategy and fear is not an option or something like that. Uh, you can probably get a t-shirt or a bumper sticker. Um, but James Cameron is famous for having said that. Uh, and then a little more recently than that, uh, in The Hobbit, uh, you have a, a comment by Thorin that we make our own luck. Uh, what we, we Luck seems to be less to me like a force and more like a tool that we use to distance ourselves from cause and consequence. And I'm not a psychologist, so I can't speak to why we would do such a thing or why it's important or why it's become so common in our in our lexicon and and our thought process Um, but business owners don't need luck we need clarity we need to understand what environment we're working in and how we're going to continue to operate in that environment luck is this amorphous force that we can't control or predict and so we need to find ways to get that word out of our vocabulary, and uh, since we can't make our own luck, if we take Merriam's Merriam-Webster's definition, it's a force. We can't make it we're, unless we're Jedi, and so we can't make our own luck. But we can do something even better, and that's what I want to talk about today. My definition of luck or the way I like to look at luck is, and I I talked about this a little bit last week, is the, um, uh, it's a collision of external events and circumstances that impact our business. And what I think is important about that is that it's not negative or positive, and it isn't this amorphous force, this thing that's outside of... It is outside of our control, but it's not almost deified kind of thing this this uh, luck that people talk about. So when we work in business and we need to find some kind of of way of dealing with these unforeseen events, which is really what um, the the term luck refers to as it relates to us, we need to understand uh, that or, or we, we have the opportunity to work backwards to make, I wrote in my notes to make luck our ally, but we're really not going to do that. We're going to remove luck from the equation. Um, so so rather than attempt the impossible to see every possible future and plan for it, we want to be able to, uh, because the events, you know, current event, pandemic, how do you, how do you guess, oh, in 2020, there's going to be a pandemic and then say, okay, as a business owner, what am I going to do about that? That's ridiculous. You don't plan for that. You can't, there's, unless you have a gift that the rest of us don't have, that's not an option. So we need to look at how external forces impact our business and plan for the impact we don't plan for the event; we plan for impact. How do we account? How do we deal with changes in revenue, whether they're wildly positive or wildly negative? How do we account for changes in cost? And if you, if you're in the electronics industry, over the past few years, you've seen uh, uh, a couple of things happen in the raw materials part of the electronics industry and that is that the um uh prices have increased in raw materials it feels like for us higher than inflation and then uh what's actually more of an impact than that is the fact that we have um lead times that have been pushed out so getting the raw material in place is Uh, a huge impact. So, you know, how do you, how do you adapt to the changes in the environment of your business and, and, um, whether those are changes in costs, changes in revenue, changes in lead times. Um, what if your equipment breaks, how is that going to affect your business? Is that bad luck if your equipment breaks? Well, let's look at that. If you have a piece of equipment that's critical to your business, and your you you take a look at all right, it's it's critical to my business. What would happen if this doesn't work? A. How would I get my work done? Let's say that you have a piece of equipment, a stamp, a press, okay, and it you make widgets, and it's let's say it's um, electronic. So you you uh, tell it to run and it will make 400 widgets an hour or whatever. If that doesn't work, what is your next plan? Well, we have a hand press that we used to use when we were, uh, uh when our volumes were lower. Okay. Well, maybe you can use that. Um, how long is it going to take to fix? What's it going to cost to fix the machine? Then the other piece of that is looking at, well, what can we do to reduce the the uh, likelihood that that specific event will happen. And there are some things we can do. We can make sure that our, our machinery is well-maintained. Um, and, and we can't, obviously, the current circumstance, it's very difficult for a small business owner to prevent a pandemic. So we'll let you off the hook on that one. But um, if, you, if you have a piece of equipment and you analyze, how can that impact my business? then if it breaks, uh, it isn't bad luck because you've already, you've done what you can to prevent that. And so it's just a business impact. And, but you've also got a plan to deal with it. If it breaks and you don't have a plan, or if it breaks because you didn't take care of it, that's not bad luck. That's just poor maintenance. And so the, the idea is let's, let's reduce those variables as business owners so that we're not making our own luck by properly maintaining our equipment. We're reducing future risk. That's all it is. And, um, you know, some other things that can happen, you can have personnel changes. If you have key personnel, what happens when those people leave? Um, or, you know, maybe you can acquire somebody from, uh, uh, another related, uh, technology company or whatever that can come in. And, and that can be good luck because they came in and brought skills that will take you to a different place or add features to your, uh, um, product line. As I, as I record this this morning, the zoom just announced that they acquired a company to help them with security. Which is, in many people are going to be saying, "Well, yeah, that's that's a, a reaction because they got so much bad press," and that may be true, um, but the um, in the future, I think they are responding to a situation in a way that will create uh, it. A, it reduces risk for the future, and it also creates an, uh, uh, possibilities for them uh going forward that I actually want to talk about a little bit uh later. So there's these factors that you know go into your business revenue, cost, and 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 uh personnel, equipment, um, resources uh, uh raw materials, resources like uh the internet. I and mean, that's that's one that we've all become very dependent on. I'm live streaming right now. What happens if the internet goes down? Well I actually do everything that I'm doing right now is being recorded locally, uh, both video and audio. So if the live stream goes down, yes, the live viewers lose the content for the time it takes me to finish. I actually wouldn't even know if the live stream went down because of the way that I do this. So, um, the, the, the impact on the, on the actual content creation is very, very small because of the way I do it. That is a planned process to reduce risk. So, um, the, the crystal ball kind of idea of predicting the future and creating our own luck or whatever, there is no crystal ball. We, we cannot predict the future. Um, we, Creating uh, predicting the future involves uh, the JFK assassination. You know, did Nostradamus actually predict that specific event or specific conditions? Um, that kind of thing, entrepreneurs and small business owners don't have access to. But what we can do is examine possible impacts and then look at what that impact or what that condition would, what impact would that condition have on my business? So if I say, all right, revenue's going right now because of the current economic situation, the assumption is revenue's going down, but but there are companies who are making um, more money now or having a bigger impact now than they were before the pandemic started. And uh, Zoom is, you know, one that I've talked about a couple, and I think it's a good example, uh, a couple of episodes. Um, there's also been, you know, uh, streaming services ha- have had an increase in, in, uh, signups and revenue and the Nintendo switch, I think has had a very good quarter. So, um, and, and I think we're, we're nobody with class is going to say that it was good luck that we had a pandemic, even for those businesses, which are gaining from the current situation. Um, but every economic environment has the opportunity. For growth for, and maybe not for every market, but for, for the economy in general, there's opportunity in every economic situation. Um, and, and we're seeing that in, in this as well. So, um, but we have to look at the combined, the, the impacts on our business and, um, and we'll talk a little bit more about that in the uh, practical action section. So, uh, I want to talk specifically about uh, two examples. So streaming, we have zoom and, uh, the restaurant industry, which, and, and these are, um, you know, how do we assess luck given the current situation around these two and, uh, businesses. So zoom, people are starting to use their company name as the default for online meetings. Well, Hey, we'll, we'll get together on a zoom. Okay. Uh, so, you know, we're at the point or we're, we're starting to see the point at which zoom is the variable. It's the default for an online meeting, just like Coke is the default for bubbly sugar water or, uh, Google is an internet search. Um, and, and that's a fantastic position if they can make it stick. If you know, for the, for the team at Zoom, the marketing team at Zoom, they have a great opportunity here. Um, So was it luck? Was that luck that made that happen? Well, no, actually, I don't think it was. Um, They had a substantive, 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 okay, that'll have to go in the blooper reel, I guess. They had a very full featured free option prior to the pandemic. So what does that mean? That means that anybody who needed free, a, a, a solid video conferencing option as soon as this started could go to Zoom, have a platform that worked uh, with a lot of features uh, for a certain number of, of people for a certain amount of time for free. So they were able to And they were offering that for years before this started. So this was part of their marketing plan from the beginning was to have a really good option for people to try their service. And so they were able to, um, you know, I almost was saying they were able to capitalize on this situation, but I don't even know if it's, if it's even that intentional, uh, at least not from that perspective. They just had something that was really going to work for a lot of people when this event happened. And that is because, that's not because they were lucky, it's because of how they chose to offer their product. And I'm not saying everybody needs a free product, but what the value of that was that they made their product accessible and that allowed them to demonstrate the value in a very real way for people. And so when we come out of this to whatever we're doing in the future, I've made enough videos about video at this point that it's pretty clear. I feel very strongly that video communication is going to become more and more the norm, uh, for more than just reasons of social distancing. But, but beyond that, if we get, as we get good at it, not if we get good at it, but as we get good at it, we have the opportunity to reduce travel. Which reduces cost, it reduces environmental impact, and if we can get um, the the real value out of it, you know, video still contains emotional context, and that's what gets lost on the phone and in verbal com- or in uh, uh, email communication. But we can still have a lot of that when we have video, so we can still conduct a lot of real work through video. And they have put themselves through their program from the very beginning. They've put themselves in a position to take advantage of people who don't need something they have to pay for right away. But as soon as somebody is ready to pay for it, they become the default. And, and we're seeing that now that, that so many people have adopted this platform, um, and, and that isn't an accident. And it, what it shows us is that, that making your product accessible and, making, and and finding a way to show value in a real way can have a, a really big impact. And I think that's, that's something that the, that marketing strategy will, will prove to have been very successful for that team. Uh, restaurants are on the complete... On the other side, 180 degrees from video streaming and Nintendo Switches. Uh, it's a difficult industry to begin with. And then you couple that with the fact that they're heavily reliant on foot traffic and customer service in person. Um, they are not well positioned to accommodate the environment that we're in now. The, the social distancing environment within the range of their cash flow. It all comes back to, you know, for businesses, can you pivot, can you change fast enough so that you don't outrun your cash? And that's a hard thing to do sometimes. So for restaurateurs, there is, a, a, and, and actually any personal services, nail salons, hair, uh, hair salons, whatever, massage therapists, you know, all of that stuff. Um, even my eye care professional wasn't seeing patients and they're in the medical industry, but they, you know, for, for opt, uh, for, um, contact lenses and glasses and stuff. They're like, we're not seeing anybody. So, uh, all of these personal services, there's a wake up opportunity here to, uh, start looking at their business in a way that they can say, All right. If something happens, how can we still deliver value under these conditions and eliminate the need to be lucky? So, when we talk about so getting more specific, more practical here, the practical action that you would take out of this is first of all, let's stop using the word luck. Luck is not. We just replace it with external factors. You know, let's keep it simple. It's important though because it reduces the power of this external force um, that just simply wants to toy with our business and brings it back to something that maybe we can't control it, but we can certainly work around it. And so get used to the idea of external factors, not luck. Um, And then take the profit and loss statement. You remember that you have one of those, if you're a business owner, I hope Um, get one, and start going through it line by line. And we don't care about the numbers specifically. We want to do a qualitative assessment of our profit and loss statement or income statement, if you're familiar with that term. So line by line, you go down that statement and say, what would happen to my business if this goes up? You know, what could cause it to go up? What would, what would that mean to me? How would I need to respond if it goes up? Uh, and then, um, and, and so for revenue, if revenue goes up, that's good. But what if it goes up really fast that can potentially cause as much risk to a business as reduced revenue. So, uh, look at each line, revenue lines, and then expense lines. What if, uh, my raw materials cost goes up 40%, what does that mean to my business? You know, at some point, can I continue to increase prices to account for that? I, maybe I can, maybe I can't. Uh, looking back at revenue, what could cause revenue to go up or down? And how would I deal with that? Well, what do you rely on for revenue? If you're a restaurant, you might rely on walk-in traffic. What if that doesn't happen? Well, now we know, and you might say, well, it's never going to happen. Well, guess what? We just found out it does happen. Okay. We, we know that, that the world is more dynamic than we might like to believe. And if there's a a place or an event that occurs that your primary customer interaction is eliminated for some period of time, how are you going to deal with that? And so how do you respond to those things? And then look at them. What, which of the impacts for specific line items are common, are related to other line items. So uh, if you have several line items where the customer walking in the door is going to impact that part of your profit and loss statement, your income statement, well, you've just created a scenario. Now you can start looking at those scenarios and saying, what happens if customers can't come in to the store? What if three times as many customers come into the store. Well, I can't actually have that because the, the fire inspector says I can only have 200 people in my building at a time or uh, I can't manufacture that many widgets per hour or I can't give that many haircuts per day. Whatever it is, how those, are in, how those elements impact the lines in your profits and loss statement are a really good first cut to eliminating luck from your vocabulary and saying, okay, how do we deal with changes in these line items? And so that's the, that's the basic, basic thing I wanted to talk about today was let's just go through and say, look, luck is not really a thing that we can handle as business owners and, and we shouldn't rely on it and we shouldn't blame it. What we need to do is get that out of our vocabulary and say what impacts our business and how do we reduce the risk of that impact? And so if this was uh, uh, if this was helpful to you or interesting to you, please like it, share it, leave a comment if you have a different experience or if you have a, uh, uh, an experience you'd like to share, uh, leave a comment on the YouTube channel. Uh, for this video, I, uh, I think the, the, that's the best place to leave a comment, yeah. You can, you, oh, so the show notes are at b50p.com, uh, or actually b50p.info forward slash uattr 39 will be the show notes for this episode. Um, if you uh, could use some help identifying, reviewing the profit and loss statement for your business and identifying possible risks and possible responses, those risks for your business, give us a call or email us at go.beyond at b50p.com. we would love to, to talk to you about that. Additionally, if you have any questions, uh, sp- short questions, I'm happy to answer. Uh, you know, it, although if it can be, uh, I may answer it in a future episode or we can have, uh, uh, I may answer it via email if it's maybe too specific or involves an intellectual property or something like that then I would answer it personally um, if you have topic suggestions that you'd like to see me cover please go ahead and, and send those to me at q a at b 50 pcom and finally uh, the uh, I guess the last thing is you know let's get luck out of our out of our equation or out of our vocabulary and uh, I look forward to speaking with you next week Thanks.